The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 142 and 143 on page 518. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, yea, even unto the Lord did I make my supplication. Poured out my complaints before him, and showed him of my trouble. When my spirit was in heaviness, thou knewest my path. In the way wherein I walked, have they privily laid a snare for me. I looked also upon my right hand, saw there was no man that would know me. I had no place to flee unto, and no man cared for my soul. I cried unto thee, O Lord, and said, Thou art my hope, and my portion in the land of the living. Consider my complaint, for I am brought very low. O deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may give thanks unto thy name. Which thing, if thou wilt grant me, then shall the righteous resort unto my company. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and consider my desire. Hearken unto me for thy truth and righteousness' sake. And enter not into judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul, he hath smitten my life down to the ground, he hath laid me in the darkness as the men that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit vexed within me, and my heart within me is desolate. Yet do I remember the time past. I muse upon all thy works. Yea, I exercise myself in the works of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul gaspeth unto thee as a thirsty land. Hear me, O Lord, and that soon. For my spirit waxeth faint. Hide not thy face from me. 
lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. O oh, let me hear thy loving kindness betimes in the morning, for in thee is my trust. Show thou me the way that I should walk in, for I lift up my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies, for I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do the thing that pleases thee, for thou art my God. Let thy loving spirit lead me forth into the land of righteousness. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, and for thy righteousness' sake bring my soul out of trouble. And of thy goodness slay mine enemies, and destroy all them that vex my soul, for I am thy servant. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 14th verse of the 12th chapter of the second book of Samuel. However, because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also who was born to you shall surely die. Then Nathan departed to his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and it became ill. David therefore pleaded with God for the child, and David fasted, and went in and lay all night on the ground. So the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the ground, but he would not, nor did he eat food with them. Then on the seventh day it came to pass that the child died, and the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Indeed, while the child was alive, we spoke to him, and he would not heed our voice. How can we tell him that the child is dead? He may do some harm. When David saw that his servants were whispering, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said to his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. So David arose from the ground, washed and anointed himself, and changed his clothes, and he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he went to his own house, and when he requested, they set food before him, and he ate. Then his servants said to him, What is this that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive. But when the child died, you arose and ate food. And he said, While the child was alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, Who can tell whether the Lord will be gracious to me, that the child may live? But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. Then David comforted Bathsheba his wife, and went into her and lay with her. So she bore a son, and he called his name Solomon. Now the Lord loved him, and he sent word by the hand of Nathan the prophet. So he called his name Jedidiah because of the Lord. Now Joab fought against Rabbah of the people of Ammon, and took the royal city. And Joab sent messengers to David, and said, I have fought against Rabbah, and I have taken the city's water supply. 
Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 13th verse of the 24th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was, while they conversed and reasoned, that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained, so that they did not know him. And he said to them, What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened, Yes, and certain women of our company, who arrived at the tomb early, astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but him they did not see. Then he said to them, O oh, foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things, and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone farther. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? 
So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Here ends the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who art always more ready to hear than we to pray, and art wont to give more than either we desire or deserve, pour down upon us the abundance of thy mercy, forgiving us those things whereof our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things which we are not worthy to ask, but through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. 
Oh, man. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversary. Through the might of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. <clears throat> we have uh, sort of the, the introduction now of, of the of the extension of Saint Matt of Second Samuel, where we have David as the penitent. Um, the first consequence of David's sin is that the child conceived is going to die, and David, um, interesting, he 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 humbly lays down and fasts without without eating, mirroring a little bit of what Uriah the Hittite had done when David tried to get Uriah to cover up his sin by going down to his house. Uh, Uriah refused to eat. He sat outside by the door because, you know, because um, he didn't want to eat while the troops were in the field. And so there, there's, a, there's a humbling of David here. Um, and it, it begins to reveal this character of David as a penitent, which is, which is I think, significant. Um, and it's, it's kind of hard to face the stark reality of the story that David has, has committed a heinous sin murder or adultery, we should note that in the context of the Torah, this is a capital offense. The Torah says very clearly that if a man and a woman committed adultery, both shall be stoned to death, the man and the woman. And what we have here in the middle of the Old Testament, without yet fully seeing the full light of the New Testament, is, is a kind of grace. And it's easy to Again, as I think I mentioned yesterday, point fingers at David and say, God, he, he, look what he did. But he really epitomizes um, the human condition of sin and, and the consequence of death that that brings, which is separation from God. And now David's going, and, and so seeing ourselves in David here doesn't mean that we've done something as heinous as that. It does mean we share in the reality that we've, you know, we we ha we have have not fulfilled the will of God on our own. We're sinners, and David then now models for us the penitent. What's this attitude? And and the attitude that David will adopt for this next season will be an attitude of humility. God has told him he sinned. Now David is is rather walking on the roof of his palace, saying, "Oh, I'll take you. I'll take you." And you know, trading, you know, men's lives and taking the women he wanted. Now he's humbled. He's he's laying before God, praying, completely dependent upon God, vulnerable rather than in control. And this is in our own lives when we begin to understand the, the consequence of, of, of sin in general. As we mentioned yesterday, sometimes it's our own sin. Sometimes it's the way sin affects us. It humbles us and makes us more humbly dependent upon God. It comes to mind is the verse that Jesus says, unless you become as little children, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. 
where we, 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 before we were proud and arrogant and now we're just humbly dependent on, on God. And that's what allows God to do his work in us, to, to soften our hearts, to, to help us in that, in that position, that, that posture of dependency through which he then, uh, uh, forgives us and raises us up. And it's notable in the story that after David fasts and prays for the death of the child, for the child to live, <clears throat> he goes and worships. So, we already got yesterday Nathan saying to David, your sin is forgiven. So David's experiencing consequences, what may call sort of a sanctifying suffering, but he now has already been restored to union with God. His prayer is he can pray to God. God's told him he's going to experience these things. So in our own lives, when we embrace our sufferings patiently and humbly in our prayer, that's one of the places where the Psalms form such a significant part of our prayer, expressing the pathos of the various aspects of our suffering, where we live in relationship with God, which isn't devoid from pain, but Christ is present with us in it. And, and so that's God's presence with us in our suffering, which is the quintessential message of the incarnation and the cross. To move over to the New Testament lesson, this, this road to Emmaus story, I'm, I'm convinced that Luke means it to be uh, a commentary on the church's worship. He, he, if, if the apostles saw the risen Christ, what about those who don't see the risen Christ? And this provides the pattern that Jesus comes to us and he reveals himself to us <clears throat> by, by the word of God, by making clear the teachings of the scriptures. Jesus expounded to them in the scriptures all the things concerning himself our liturgy of the word in the Eucharist, where we hear the word and we understand its application. We see Jesus in it, what it means for us. And then he entered the home and he took and blessed and broke and gave bread for us. This is the second part of our liturgy. And we gather on Sunday, offertory, the, the communion, the fraction, the giving of the bread. So in word and in sacrament, we encounter the living Christ who raises us from the death of sin to life through word and sacrament. And, and we need the word to speak to us. And that's also we see in David. Nathan the prophet came to David <clears throat> and spoke the word of God to him, which David received. And that allowed him to, to, maintain, to enter back in, to be forgiven and enter back into his prayer. So in our worship of God, we must hear the word of God. Let the light of, of Christ shine on the places that need reform in our lives, produce that humility and faith in which we come and then enter into communion with, with Christ. And that's how we, that's how we're changed by word and sacrament, change from the death of sin into the life of righteousness and helps us to endure as we worship through our own suffering that we experience because of our participation in the fallenness of this world. A few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit and the bond of peace and the righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness 
all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Friday and great start to your weekend. Thank you, Deacon Thank John. You. Thank you. Darling. Bye -bye, Have a good day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you, everyone.